We welcome you to Victory in Faith Now podcast, episode number 11. Well, we're here in the Victory Studios, and uh, this is Reverend Phil Hughes, and I'm here with my wife. That's right, Kay. Hey, everyone. It's great to be back. It's good to be back in the studios. I've missed everyone so much and miss being here, and we've got a great show planned for tonight. So buckle up, get you a cup of coffee or a glass of iced tea, and settle in. We've got a great program for you. Listen, we are here to do a new episode, episode 11, 11 and 12 probably, May go to a third episode 13 but i kind of doubt it i think we can get both of these episodes done and today's message or episode is entitled praise worship and warfare you're going to enjoy it we're going to get started right in a few seconds here Welcome to Victory and Faith Now with your hosts, Reverend Philip and Kay Hughes. This is a ministry podcast show where you'll hear teachings on how to expand your faith and build your authority in Christ regarding spiritual warfare. On occasion, there will be time for you, the listener, to call in live. Our show will include testimonials, special guests, and special guest hosts. Also, with programs that will teach you the uncompromising Word of God. So, if you're looking to obtain knowledge and rock-solid teachings regarding such subjects as the occult, witchcraft, the origin of evil spirits, angels and demons, generational curses, Satan, the Holy Spirit, the power of prayer, the blood covenant, healing, faith, authority, and much, much more, then welcome to Victory and Faith Now! You can also visit our website at www.victoryandfaithnow.org. And now, here's your hosts, Reverend Philip and wife Kay Hughes. Well, this is Reverend Phil Hughes. We're here in Victory Studios, and I'm in the studio with my wife, Kay. Hello, guys. I'm glad to be back, and I'm really excited for this program. It's going to be really, really good. This is episode number 11, and and probably in 12 as well, because it's going to have to be part one and part two. But anyway, we just want to get started on it. It's called Praise, Worship, and Warfare. I've done a lot of uh, research on this, and so we just want to get into it and get it started for you. So let's just get started right where we are. Okay, so praise, worship, and warfare. All right, what is praise, worship, and warfare? Well, we're going to teach you on all three of those areas, what praise is, what worship is, and how warfare of it can help in your everyday daily life, okay? First of all, what is praise? Honey, you've got information there that would uh, yes. be really, think really something that they would enjoy hearing. Yes, I've got some synonyms to praise, which means to bless, to exalt, to glorify, or to magnify. More scriptures which speak of praise to God are Second Chronicles 20 through 21, which says to give thanks unto the Lord for His loving kindness is everlasting. Psalm 33 2 speaks of not only praising God with our words, but it says to give thanks to the Lord with the lyre. And a lyre is a musical instrument, kind of like the strings or a harp type thing. Anyway, it says, give thanks to the Lord with the lyre, give praise to him with the harp of ten strings. But the word of God specifically states that one way we are to praise God 
is with musical instruments. You know, and another thing is, too, is if you look at this, what is praise? Well, first of all, let's look at how many times and when it was used scripturally. I mean, you know, we do we do everything according to in excellence as best we can. Yes. And we do only the uncompromised word of God. Yes. That way, if you've got an issue, you've got a question or you've got a problem with something, what you do is you just have to take it to the Lord. You go into the Bible and you search it out for yourself. And 99.9% of the time, you're going to find that we are right because that's where we get the information. Yes, and I want to add something here. Um, for those of you that don't have a Bible, I urge you to get one. You can't follow the Lord without one. But another tool that I've found useful over and over and over so many times I can't even remember is the concordance. That is a book where you can take just about any major word of a scripture and you go to that book, you look for that word, and it'll give you the scripture reference to it. It's really easy to use and it's so, so beneficial. So I just wanted to let you guys know to get a concordance along with your Bible. Yeah, and some Bibles have a little bit of a concordance in them already, either in the front or in the back, along with maybe sometimes even little dictionaries and so on of, of different things. But uh, any Bible store you can go to, and as a matter of fact, I'll give you two of them that you can actually look for. One is called Young's. And the other one is Strong's. I recommend the Strong's only because it happens to have a little bit more updates in it. And I have found it in the past to be one of the better ones that I use in my office. The one that I use, honey, is called Cruden's. C-R-U-D-E-N-S. And it's really, really good. I've used it probably for 45 years as long as I've known the Lord. So everybody has their own tastes, and my husband knows what he's talking about, so I, I would trust, you know, either three of these concordances. Yeah, this is good. Okay, so let's find out a little bit about praise. Praise is referenced, first of all, 179 times in the Bible. Now, you might say, well, what is praise? Well, first of all, she gave you some information. The word worship which was referenced 91 times in the scriptures. The first time that praise was used in the Bible was in Genesis 29.35. She said, now will I praise the Lord. Who was she? Well, that's Leah. Uh -huh. Leah. And uh, some people would think, well, you know, that had to have been probably Eve. No, uh, wrong answer. <laughs> but anyway, that's okay. And the first time that it is used in the New Testament is in Matthew 21:16. Jesus said unto them, Have you not ever read that out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise? Now, guess who used that the first time, at least that we see in the New Testament? Jesus, in the book of Matthew. Amen. Here's the deal. Now, if this then is the first portion of it, of our praise, worship, and warfare. Let's get a little more information about praise. What do you have? I love to praise the Lord, everybody. So this was just very endearing to my heart to do this portion and that and the worship one too, well, the whole thing. But I just love to praise Jesus, and it's just so fulfilling. But anyway, um, to further my notes and the things that I found was in Psalm 104 and 5, it tells us, to enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts, and to enter his courts with praise. For the Lord is good, his loving kindness is everlasting, and his faithfulness to all generations. Mm, that's good. To praise someone means for us, the believer, to say or write good things about, in this case, God. We are to express thanks, love, and respect to glorify him 
especially for his attributes, which are affection, faithfulness, and his perfection, which includes all that he is and much more. It would take volumes to write all of the awesome attributes of God. You know, that is, that is all very, very true. Here's some additional stuff that I have on praise. It is a confession giving thanks to his name. With the mouth, confession is made. Uh, it's made known unto man. Praise is giving thanks to God and Jesus for what he has done, what he is doing, and what he will do. Amen. You know, the word worship, we're going to get into here in just a second. Again, as a reminder, it was used 91 times in the scriptures. Like I said, it's referenced 91 times in the Bible. That's both Old and New Testament. But before we get any farther with that, I'm going to have my wife Kay give you some information on her notes of what worship is all about. Yes, I love to worship the Lord too as much as praise Him. He so do it. He is really do our worship and praise. Anyway, uh, my notes on worship is to show extreme admiration for or to someone, and in this case, God, to love intensely, to prize, to cherish, to idolize, to feel passion, delight in, and enjoy. Also, to extol with extravagant respect, adoration, and glorification. To venerate means an act of devotion, and to do so with respect. In this way, we exalt God with all of our heart. He is so deserving. And I have on mine, like I told you the first time that worship was used, according to what they're showing in the scriptures, was in Genesis 22, verse 5. Abraham and his son went up to the hill to worship God. Then in Genesis 24:26, it tells us that the man bowed down his head and worshiped the Lord. So also, see Matthew 2.2. Now, this is in the New Testament where the three wise men had gone to see Jesus, the newborn baby. And what it said was, so many words, really. I mean, if you want to take and go to Matthew 2, verse 2, you can read for yourself. But in the New Testament, it says that they came to worship the baby that was born to be king. Let me, let me turn it back over to my wife, Kay, and let her kind of give you some information as to what she's got regarding worship. Yes, yes, it was very pleasurable to write this portion because it gave me a greater insight into what worship really means and how we're to worship. So I want to share this with you. It's very sweet. Worship is to honor or show reverence to God, to regard with great or extravagant respect, an act of expressing such reverence with love and very much honor. A few examples from Scripture that depict worship are Psalm 95.6, which says, Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before God the Lord our Maker. The act of bowing down is a symbol or sign of complete submission to the one being bowed down to or the receiver of the worship. Worship is also mentioned in the New Testament in the book of Matthew 2, which is talking about the three wise men. In verse 10 and 11 it says, When they saw the star... Hopefully, everyone is familiar with this. They rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming to where Mary was, they saw the child. They also brought love offerings such as gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Matthew 2.11 says that they presented the gifts, fell down, and worshipped him. 
That's so awesome to me. Can you imagine being back then and being able to take your gifts to the Lord Jesus Christ? It's just awesome. Psalm 99.9 says, Exalt the Lord our God and worship at his holy hill, for holy is the Lord our God. Exalt means to raise something or someone to a higher level, to present someone in a way that is highly favorable, to elevate or to glorify. Second Samuel 6.14 says, And David was dancing before the Lord with all his might. David even dressed to worship the Lord, wearing a linen ephod, which is an elaborate garment worn by the high priest in biblical times. It was worn above the tunic and the robe, point being that he danced before the Lord with all of his might, not what he was wearing. The word also speaks of various ways to worship the Lord, with upraised hands, musical instruments, such as the aforementioned lyre, blowing trumpets, shaking tambourines, playing the harp, drums, and even singing to the Lord is a personal way of worship. The Lord inhabits the praises of his people. Praise be to the Lord God. Okay, so here you can see that, you know, a lot of different things are going on regarding praise and worship and how they seem to kind of come together. Now, you know, a lot of churches, we have what we call praise and worship services. And we're going to get into that in just a little bit here. But, you know, when she's talking about the fact that they bowed down and that I had given you a couple of scriptures on they had bowed down, the three wise men, when they saw Jesus and they, they worshipped him. Well, you know, from the very beginning... We see Satan is trying to get us, even today, to get man, women, to get the flesh, you know, reactivated in some type of sin. To get boys and girls and all children to bow down and worship him by tricks of what we call the flesh or the tricks of the trade that he uses. Whether it be alcohol or drugs or sex or rock music, things that he can use against us to get us to get our eyes off of the prize and put our eyes on him. So the word worship is also translated obedience. You know, and Satan wants us to be obedient to him in worshiping him and in doing the things that he would have us do, the bidding to make him feel good, look good, and make us put ourselves in a situation of, of sin. And make us look bad in the eyes of God. That's his ultimate goal. He's not after us. We've said this before. Bottom line is he's after God. He wants to get back at God. Wants to get back at Jesus. And he's going to use the children of, of the Lord, which is us as Christians. He's going to get back at him through us. But you know what? It doesn't work. We've already won. And the thing is, Jesus left us with authority, power, to tread upon serpents and scorpions and so on. We have more power and authority over him than he does of us. His biggest concern with us, his biggest issue, his biggest trick, one of his biggest weapons against us as the Christian is fear. Yeah. You know, we need to remember that we need to give God thanks in all things, he says. Even if things aren't working right for you during the day, things aren't going the way that they should be, even sometimes it may seem like your prayer is being hindered or whatever, and you're not getting the answers on the timing that you would like to have them. You know, we need to stop and think about it. We ask for these things, and we expect sometimes a little bit too much. I think we, even as Christians, become a little bit spoiled, you know, and we need to uh, to remember it's on God's timing. His timing 
And his ways of doing things are different than we do because we work in the flesh and he works in the spirit. Remember, I've told you this before, and you'll probably hear this a hundred more times, that God is a now God. He does things now, but he does things now in his time. Yes. Okay? We need to remember that. So we need to remember that when we give God thanks for things, we need to just give it to him and let it go. We need to shout praises. You know, use tongues if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit with lifting him up, lifting your hands up and dance before the Lord. Yes. You know, and, and with music, but the type of music that gives honor to God, you know, instruments of praise and worship to God. So as you can see scripturally then that in the book of Psalms, if you go into certain ones like Psalm 149 verses 1 through 3, and also in Psalm 150, verses 1 through 6, it talks about different types of instruments that we use to praise God with. And this is Old Testament. Symbols. Praise him on, um, you know, the loud clashing symbols. It talks about the flute. It talks about the tambourine. talks about um, the drum. So, you know, we need to understand that God wants us to praise him, whether it's in vocal, through singing, through speaking in tongues, through worshiping him in song, or even with instruments. So that, again, it's scriptural. So when your church, or if your church is not involved in that kind of thing, you might want to just consider doing one of two things, I guess. Either finding a church that you know is going to worship God uh, properly and accordingly, according to what scripture says, or Maybe if you're fairly close to the pastor, remind him, hey, there's scripture verses here that even in Old and New Testament that says we should have instruments and we should be praising God accordingly. You know, praise is a garment. It's a covering. In Isaiah 61.3, we see that we are not to glorify God by praise only, for we are to put on the garment of praise. In other words, being holy towards God and in front of God as we worship God. We are to show a covering. Also, look at Luke 24.4. It says, Behold, two men, these being angels, stood by, and then with shining garment or covered with a bright clothing or garment. You see, even God was in the beginning of time, before even man was, was even made. He received praise or a covering and was lifted up by his angels in heaven. See, there were three main groups. One-third of these angels was, was led by Gabriel. You know, this was the messenger angel, also called the champion of God, sent to Daniel, for instance, to explain his vision. He announced the birth of John the Baptist and also the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ in Luke 1.19. He said, I am Gabriel that stands in the presence of God. That's an honor in itself. Now, and then next we have another third of those angels, which are the type led by Michael. Now, he was in charge of Israel as a nation. And he, well, he basically disputed with Satan about the body of Moses and warred against the devil in Revelation, which hasn't even gotten here yet, but it's predestined to happen in Revelation 12, verses 7 through 9. The last third of these angels was called or led by Lucifer. The Hebrew translation is brightness. He was the most beautiful of all angels. He was what is now known as Satan, 
but his name before that, he was cast out as, as Lucifer uh, from heaven. And his job was to lift up God with the praises and the music. All three angels worked together to give a garment or covering to God in praise, lifting him up. And then Lucifer, of course, got himself a big head and turned against God. Now man fills his spot, lifting up God with music and song. You know, the whole thing is, here's what we're doing. We're, we're speaking on praise, worship, and warfare. So, I mean, like, you know, if we're supposed to lift up God, worship, and praise, and honor Him, and all of these things from, like I said, everything from your mouth to instruments and to all of those types of things, as an example, if you look at Isaiah 14, verses 12 through 15, and then Ezekiel, now these are all in Old Testament, that's Ezekiel 28, verses 14 through 19, you will also see that Satan was made to play music from the beginning. He was doing this to give a covering or a garment of praise unto God until he got that big head on him. You see, God, though, in turn, has given us in Ephesians, and we're going to get into this and in we get into our second part of this episode, which will deal a lot more on the actual warfare, but as a just a, a sample here, just let me give you this. God's armor, okay, he gave that to us in Ephesians 6, and if you start around 10 or 11 and go all the way through to 17, you'll see where God's armor is for us. And that in itself, God gives us a return of a covering, okay? God's armor is now a covering for us to protect us against the same enemy that turned against him. Isn't that unique? And also, if you look at Ephesians 6.11, it says, put on the whole armor of God. And that garment is a covering against the evil tricks of the devil. Amen? We're going to leave you with this. And this is kind of a teaser, I know. But you know what? What's real important is learning now that you know about praise and worship. Now you're going to get some information on the warfare part. Before we leave and get into episode two, which will be coming up real soon on warfare portion of it, we may do a small little recap, but that way you'll be able to get into that. Okay, so is there anything else you got to say? No, not really. Um, I concur with everything you said. It was awesome. And I guess the next time you'll hear from me is when we get into the warfare portion. I really enjoyed today, though. Thank you for listening. Yep. And we will also be back next episode, which will be episode 12, and that will be part two. So basically, episode 11 is part one of two, which is entitled Praise, Worship, and Warfare. Episode 12 will be part two of two of Praise, Worship, and Warfare. Oh, and by the way, some good news. Our Facebook is up and now. You can go to it and like us. Also, just as a reminder... Our, we've done a little bit of stuff with our website. Just go back and visit with us again. And uh, you can click on some things and leave emails for us. We'll get back to you. And also, you can go to uh, an icon there or um, a button, an app, I guess, or whatever they call it. <laughs> you know, and click on uh, yes, yeah, Google yes. Plus. Google Plus, yes. Google Plus. And also, you can go to um, 
to the web page, and you can click on uh, YouTube, and it'll take you right directly to YouTube where you can hear some of our episodes as well. Or you can just uh, listen to them on the web page itself. Leave us a remark. Like us there. Subscribe to us there. And iTunes, when you go to iTunes, also subscribe there. And give us a five-star rating. That's important for us. It helps move us up in the, the ranks of some of the religious programs there. And uh, we will be back probably tomorrow with episode 12 of Praise, Worship, and Warfare. Yes, it's going to be a great program, everybody. So make sure you don't miss it. You know, try to not have any plans. Leave that special time aside because it'll be so worth it to you. I love you all as well, and we look forward to talking to you tomorrow. We're also going to let Kay give you the opportunity to know the Lord if you don't. Uh, and a prayer of salvation for those of you who would like to know the Lord as Savior, and for those of you that have known Him and kind of backslidden, give you the opportunity to come back. Amen. God bless you guys. We love you. We thank you for the time you've spent with us on this episode of Victory in Faith Now. Our desire is to honor God by promoting victory in your life, by teaching that all can be healed according to the word of faith. Also, by reaching out to the world, to all in need of Jesus Christ. Reverend Phil and Kay Hughes seek for you a deeper spiritual walk of faith, power, and authority for all who know Jesus as Lord, and salvation for all those who don't. May God's very best be yours. Now, a closing comment from your hosts, Reverend Phil and his wife, Kay Hughes. Okay, well, that's a, a great announcement from our announcer. And we I just want to remind you that, you know, we have got some really good up-and-coming episodes that are really exciting to us, too, that we want to give to you. So we're hoping that you'll learn some things from it and become some teachings there that will benefit you in spiritual warfare, that will benefit you in g- helping you grow in your faith, and, um, you know, those types of things. So uh, tomorrow uh, we will be concluding Praise, Worship, and Warfare. Again, remember, this was Episode 11, uh, Part 1 of 2. So uh, my wife, I'll let her say a few words, and then I know she's got uh, probably the sinner's prayer she wants to, to give. And so tomorrow we will be doing, what would, tomorrow we'll be doing Praise, Worship, Warfare, Episode 12. 12. Right. Uh, and that will be Part 2 of 2. Okay, honey. Hey, everybody. I'm so glad you came tonight to listen to our podcast. I hope it brought some hope and healing to your life. Uh, Let me just say this before I close. I know that there are those of you out there that want to come to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. You just don't quite know how to do it or what to say. And also those of you that have known the Lord at one time, but for whatever reason you've drifted away from Him and want to come home, I would like to say a prayer with you to bring you to the Lord or back to the Lord. And I look forward to talking to you tomorrow night on the warfare portion. Don't miss it. It's going to be great. Okay. So I'm going to let her go on ahead and say what she needs to say. And uh, you just repeat after her. And we just say in advance, welcome to the family. Amen. And remember one last thing. Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence 
of things not seen. Keep the faith. Father God, I know that I have broken your laws in my life and my sins have separated me from you. I am truly sorry. Please forgive me and help me to avoid sinning again. I believe that your Son, Jesus Christ, died for my sins, was resurrected, and on the third day is alive, and here's my prayer. I invite Jesus to become the Lord of my life and to rule and reign in my heart from this day forward. Please send your Holy Spirit to help me and teach me to obey you and to do your will for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And for those of you who have known the Lord as Savior in the past and have fallen away, you simply can repeat this prayer of salvation and return to the Lord. 